Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about tools to help you record videos. Best of all, these are tools that all have free versions that you might already have on your computer, or at least that you have experience with. We're going to talk about Zoom, Loom, Monosnap, QuickTime, Google Meet, and your very own cell phone. And with each one, I'll also give you some examples of what kinds of videos are best made with that tool. The idea is that you could potentially record all of your videos for courses or memberships or marketing without having to do a lot of fancy editing, which can be a pain if you don't like it or don't have the right tools. So you pick the tool that works best with the kind of video that you're gonna make and go to town. And you might even end up like me where depending on what kind of video you're shooting, you use a different tool and that is perfectly okay. But before we dive in, a quick call out. Uh, too many of you are procrastinating on making videos because you are too focused on getting a profession, professional quality production. So after Amy Porterfield first launched Digital Course Academy, I think it was two years ago now, all y'all were like, oh, if I wanna be successful, I have to have a giant studio set up just like Amy. Lies, <laughs> lies. To be successful, here's all you have to do. You just have to fucking start. So. If people can clearly hear what you're saying and they can make out what's on screen, which is probably more important if you're showing something rather than if it's just your face talking, then you're doing fine. You don't need to turn your spare bedroom into a full studio, at least not yet. So back to the actual tools. Let's talk about Zoom first because it's probably the one that you all have the most experience with. So with Zoom, here are the kinds of things you can do. And these are all on the free plan. Well, really, these are all on all the plans. So you can record your webcam. You can record your desktop. You can record your desktop with your webcam in the corner. You can record your connected iOS device. You can record a digital whiteboard and you can flip back and forth between all of those things. So that's what you can do with Zoom. So because of those features, here's the kinds of videos that are best suited for using Zoom to record them. So obviously on-camera videos because it does your webcam, but also presentation videos because you can screen share, right? So if you have a PowerPoint or a Google slide or even just a PDF document, um, you can present that. And record it. Um, because of the iOS connection, uh, if you have a tutorial where you're showing people how to do something on your iPhone or your iPad, Zoom is your go-to tool. Also because of the whiteboarding feature, if it's some sort of video where you need to write things out or you need to draw things out, then again, Zoom is the tool you want to use. And then the last thing that Zoom is good for is for interview videos. So of course, you just have to remember with this, 
uh, if you're on the free plan, you can have a meeting that you're recording with you and one other, other person. So if it's an interview with you and one guest, you're good. If it's an interview with more than one other guest, like some sort of panel or something like that, then you need to be on a paid plan or you need to keep your video under 40 minutes. And then just a couple either a couple other quick bonus things about Zoom. Um, so a reason why I like Zoom for recording is because there's a pause button. So if you, I'm using Zoom to record this podcast episode right now, if I need to take a drink or if I get distracted and I sense I'm about to lose my train of thought, I can just hit the pause button and then like take a minute and then come back and keep going. So that's so handy because the pause button and there are other tools that have pause buttons, but I'm going to take the time right now to explain to you why the pause button is so important. Because if you're someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of time and energy and even money having videos, doing your own video editing um, or audio editing or um, having someone else do it for you, then you need to be able to pause. Because if I couldn't pause, I would have all these weird breaks and things that I had that I would have to edit out. I don't want to do that. So the pause button is like a must-have feature. Um, another note is that if you want your videos to be in HD, um, you need to be on like true HD, the, the 1080, 1080p, you need to be on a paid Zoom account. If you're just on a free Zoom account, your videos will be okay quality. They just won't be super crisp. HD. So if you're doing some sort of presentation where you're showing something from your screen, I would maybe do a quick test to see the quality. Um, because if the quality is readable, then you're good. But if there's something um, about your screen recording that makes it fuzzy and it might be hard for other people to read what's going on on screen, then it's not going to work. So keep that in mind. Um, and then another difference between free and paid. So on a free account, when you finish your recording, it'll prompt you to save it to your computer. If you have a paid Zoom account, you can still save it to your computer, but you also have the option to automatically have all of your recordings saved to the cloud, which is really nice and convenient because then you know they're there. Um, you have a limited amount of storage, but um, sometimes there are times if you're downloading to your computer, if the download gets interrupted, or if you click the wrong thing and suddenly your recording is gone and you have to do it over again. So just be careful with that. And as one last note, Zoom is both web-based and app-based. So you can download Zoom to use on your computer, or there is a web-only version you can use. I think most of us are using the app version, which um, I think is more secure, but Zoom might have made them equal now. So just make a note of that. Next up is Loom. So Loom, here's the things you can do with it. You can record your webcam. You can record your desktop. You can record your desktop with your webcam or a profile picture in the corner. Uh, the one thing that's different about this from Zoom is that you do have 
a couple options to customize the size of the little webcam or profile picture that shows up and also you can you control where that shows up so on zoom i believe it defaults to maybe it's the top right corner but on loom it defaults to the bottom left but you can move it anywhere on the screen that you want uh, you can you can flip back and forth between all of those things i just mentioned um, for the most part and then one other thing you can do if you're on a paid Zoom plan, so this isn't available on the free plan, but if you're on the paid plan, you can annotate the screen while you're recording. So if you need to like circle things or point things out, um, that might be a good feature to have. So with that in mind, what kind of videos is Loom best for making? So it is because it was designed originally as a desktop screen recording device. Uh, so it really is best for presentation videos. Uh, so you're sharing your screen and recording it and you are doing a presentation or walking somebody through something. And the little bonus features that I like about Zoom, again, Zoom has a pause button. So, so helpful. Uh, you have the option to have the, the controls like the pause, resume, like those controls, they can be on the screen. So they're, they get included in the recording, um, but you can also choose to hide them and just use keyboard shortcuts to pause and, and um, stop your recording and things like that. Uh, HD videos, so same as Zoom, you have to be on a paid account to record your videos in HD. So again, if you're using Loom for the first time, do a quick test, uh, then go back and look at your recording. And if it's clear enough for other people to be able to understand what's going on on the screen, then you're good. If it's too fuzzy, then you need to figure out a way to get an HD video. And then with Loom, everything is automatically saved to your Loom account, which is in the cloud and you get far more storage than you get with Zoom. So that's super handy. And Loom is also web-based and app-based. There's a Chrome extension, so you can record your, um, your Chrome browser, or you can download the app and record basically anything on your computer. So that's Loom. Next up is Monosnap. So here's what you can do with Monosnap. You can record your desktop or a specific area of your desktop. So this is something that the other ones don't do. Um, basically, you can customize the recording area. So you can do full screen or you can just do a portion of your screen. Um, you can record your desktop with your webcam in the corner. Um, and again, you can customize the size and the placement of where that webcam shows up. And then you can also record your mouse. So visually on the screen, your mouse will show up and it can visually indicate mouse clicks. So these things make Monosnap best for desktop tutorials. So it would be fine for presentations and, and um, 
you know, things like that. But really, because of that mouse and mouse click feature, it is best for tutorials where it's helpful for people to be able to know what parts of the screen you're clicking on. And like Lumen Zoom, Monosnap also has a pause button, which again is often my saving grace. The one place where Monosnap differs from Lumen Zoom is that it is 100% app based. So you do have to download it. It's totally free. Um, you don't even have to create an account. And um, it works on both uh, Windows and Macs. So you're good. Next, we've got QuickTime. So QuickTime is an app that comes by default with all Apple products. But if you are using Windows, QuickTime will work on Windows. You can just go and download it. So here's what you can do with QuickTime. You can record your webcam. You can record your desktop. And like Monosnap, you can customize the recording area. So again, you can go full screen or you can just select one part of your screen to record. And you can also record your connected iOS device. So these things make QuickTime best for making on-camera videos. So you're just filming your face uh, for desktop tutorials because like Monosnap, it also lets you record your mouse clicks and there's a little visual indicator. So that makes it very good for tutorials. And because you can connect it to your iOS devices, it makes it perfect for mobile device tutorials. And a little bonus. So QuickTime by default records in HD. Um, the only exception may be uh, if you are if you are recording with your webcam and your webcam is older or not great quality, then QuickTime can't do anything about it. <laughs> um, so it will try to do HD, but of course your other equipment plays a factor. So if you have a good webcam that you know is already going to film in HD, then you're good with QuickTime. So yes, it records in HD, but that doesn't guarantee it. You have to do a quick test and check out um, the results. So the one, the one thing that actually, so the two things that QuickTime doesn't have, uh, so you can't toggle between showing like your webcam versus your desktop versus an iOS device, like you can do with Zoom. You can't do that. With QuickTime, you have to pick one of those three things and then you're stuck with that for the entire recording period of your video. So if you need something where you're switching back and forth, then QuickTime isn't gonna be the right solution. The other thing is that QuickTime doesn't have a pause button. So if you're recording just really short things or you have um, like a teleprompter and you, or you know exactly what you're saying and you never stumble or lose your train of thought or anything, all the things that I do, um, then you're fine. But if you're someone who needs a pause button um, on a pretty regular basis, <laughs> then uh, QuickTime might not be the best solution for you. That's QuickTime. Next up is Google Meet. So I almost didn't include this uh, in this episode, but I do want to mention Google Meet 
briefly. I'm only including this here because as of the time that I'm recording this episode, Google has opened up the recording feature for all Google accounts, even free accounts, because of COVID-19. Normally, you need an enterprise Google account to have that recording feature. Um, but we've got until September 30th, where we can have access to the recording feature and we can record our Google Meet meetings. For all I know, um, we'll come to September 30th and maybe Google will extend that. So if you're listening to this in the future, dear future listeners, um, if you're listening to this and you go into your Google account and you don't have the ability to record, then either then it must be either after September 30th and Google stuck to that deadline um, or you haven't turned the feature on in your G Suite settings. So uh, go and check those things out. So here's what you can do with Google Meet. You can record your webcam, which includes all of the guests. There's um, the limit. I think even for free accounts for Google Meet, it's 100 people. It might be, no, I think it's 25. But with COVID-19, the numbers, um, are a bit wonky. So for free accounts, it's either 25 or it's 100. Um, again, future listeners, <laughs> if you're going into your Google Meet and it says, oh, I can only do 25, it's because Google has reached the cutoff and they're not giving people extra stuff anymore. So you can record your webcam and all your guests. If you're just doing it by yourself, obviously you're just recording your webcam. And then you can share your screen to record your desktop. So this makes Google Meet good for recording on-camera videos or presentation videos, but I wouldn't necessarily use it for anything else. Uh, and of course, Google Meet is web-based, so you access that on your, in your browser. Then last but not least, your phone. So I'm not gonna go into super detailed, like oh, use this app, um, because I have no idea what kind of phone you have, dear listener. <laughs> so we're just going to have this general in terms of phones. Um, but most of us have a phone. In fact, more of us have phones than have laptops. So this might be, um, this might be your best option if you don't have a laptop. That's not to say you can't use Zoom. Um, or Google Meet with a phone, but you might not be able to hit the recording functions on your phone. So you might, you might be stuck with just this phone option. So here's what you can do with your phone. Of course, you can record your face, you can record someone else's face, or you could record something external. So those things make your phone best for, of course, on-camera videos, so that could be, you know, you recording yourself or you recording somebody else. Um, for how-to or tutorial videos of something physical. So a tutorial of how to use a piece of software, you're going to be best served by something like Monosnap or QuickTime, where the little mouse clicks are indicated visually. 
Whereas if you were recording like how to bake some bread or how to make a piece of jewelry, then of course you're going to want your phone <laughs> because then you can show that happening. And also with your phone, you can flip back and forth between the two if it's convenient because you can use the rear facing camera to record whatever the thing is that's being shown or even the other person that's talking. And then you can flip back to the front facing camera to do you. So with the flipping, um, keep in mind that for most phones these days, uh, this is still the case where the rear facing camera is going to be uh, of a higher quality. Your recording is gonna be more higher HD than the front facing camera. Uh, so you just need to do a couple quick tests and check out if your rear facing camera, if the quality is fine, then you can use whichever one you want. But for some things, if you need really, really crisp, clear video, you'll want to try to stick to the rear facing camera. And then also, um, you probably want to get yourself a tripod so you can just set your phone up uh, and things are steady and there's no shaky cam or any other concerns like that. Or if you're doing something, you're not also worried about dropping the phone while you're doing it. <laughs> so keep, keep those things in mind. So those are the tools that you can use to help make videos for anything you need in your business. The goal being that you aren't going to have to do a ton of really tedious edits after the fact because you've picked the tool that does the thing that you needed to do throughout your recording. That, that is the goal. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I, not with a Y. There you'll also find show notes and links to all of the resources I mentioned today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.